Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode of Enough About Me, the season three premiere of Enough About Me, is brought to you by HelloFresh. We thank them for supporting Enough About Me. You receive $30 off your first week of deliveries when you go to HelloFresh.com and use the offer code MINAHAN, M-I-N-I-H-A-N-E-30. So if you're a loyal fan of the podcast, you want more of them, you want to help out HelloFresh, do that. Enough About Me is also brought to you by our great friends, as always, at Milton's. At Milton's, you'll be as comfortable in our stores. You'll be in our clothes. South Shore Plaza, Braintree, and the one I go to, Chestnut Hill Square, Chestnut Hill. All right, we're back. It is season three of Enough About Me. Uh, the award-winning podcast has uh, broken all barriers, shattered all boundaries, changed the way everyone thinks about everything. I am Kirk Minahan, your host of Enough About Me. James Patterson is my guest. He is the most prolific and best-selling author in America. And as a new book out, I just hit it with my left hand, All-American Murder, The Rise and Fall of Aaron Hernandez is the book. And it's pretty good. Uh, I'll say this. If you're like me and for a living you follow this Hernandez story day in, day out, uh, are there things that are going to blow your mind away? No. Is it a good comprehensive look at it in total? Yes. Are you reminded of things that blow your mind away when you read it? Yes. I would definitely pick it up. Definitely pick it up. Uh, and it is cool talking to an author who is, like I said, you know, maybe the most famous writer in America after Grisham. And I got a kick out of it, too. My dad was a really big James Patterson fan. I know my dad would have really enjoyed uh, the fact that I got to meet him and talk to him. Very nice guy off the air. Uh, good guy to talk to. Nice conversation. Not a long one. Not going to lie to you. Not a long one. Uh, we'll have some better ones, uh, not better ones necessarily, I shouldn't say that, but longer ones and more in-depth ones here as uh, Season 3 goes on. When I say Season 3, I'm thinking February to summerish, maybe take a month off, and then back at it again for what would be Season 4, say August to December, take the Christmas month off or so, get back at it in January. Uh, that's sort of the state of the podcast right now. Uh, I'm going to tape on with Hillman, Greg Hill, which will run in a couple of weeks. And I am, I've said this before, <clears throat> I do want to sneak in a little podcast here or there as well during the week when I can. I enjoy doing them. I wish I did them more. It's been a tough uh, few months podcast-wise. We lost our producer. been busy doing stuff with the show. Running back and forth some in-show drama as always. Uh, but now we're going to get back at it, which I'm looking forward to uh, a lot. Uh, I really do enjoy the podcast. I hope you guys like them as well. Uh, tweet at me if you have any podcast guest ideas. I'm always open to that. At Kirkman. K-I-R-K-M-I-N. Um, we may be able to do one or two at the Super Bowl every year. We kind of say we're going to do that. But the Super Bowl is a tough spot to do it. I could maybe do a 15, 20-minute spot with somebody. I'm going to try there as well. Um, and that's it, I think. So it's enough about me with, again, Guinness Book of World Records says the most uh, successful author in American history, James Patterson, who I looked up, made $96 million last year. Made $96 million last year. is worth $700 million, according to Forbes. And is talking to me on the phone at 10 o'clock pitching this book. This guy's a worker, man. He is always writing. And I will say, because we talk about toward the end of this podcast, he wrote a book about Jeffrey Epstein uh, called uh, uh, Filthy Rich, which is an unbelievable 
book. It will blow your fucking socks off. Look it up on Amazon.com if it's your local bookstore. Grab it there as well. And then grab this one. All American Murder, The Rise and Fall of Aaron Hernandez. James Patterson is the uh, season three premiere guest on Enough About Me. So I guess my first question is, uh, you know, there's sensational stories or whatever in America every day. This, this has become an industry, as you know, whether it's reality television, documentaries, books, whatever it is now. So what specifically, I guess, what is it about Hernandez that jumped out to you that, that, that journalistically or from a writing perspective thought, oh, this is yeah, interesting, this is different. a lot of pieces. I mean, well, one piece is just the emotional thing for me. My family moved up outside of Boston uh, when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. So I followed the Patriots, I yeah. followed the Celtics, and I followed the Sox. So that's a, that's a piece of the puzzle. Um, the second piece, for me, this is the most dramatic and complicated high-profile murder story I've come across in maybe 25 years, including O.J. I mean, O.J., if it had happened in Buffalo where he played his pro ball, I don't think it would have been as big a story. But happening in L.A. with Hollywood which precipitated the dream team, and it became bigger and bigger and bigger. But I think this thing is more complicated. Um, of going, you know, We have a lot of inf- information about him growing up in Connecticut. Yep. We follow him down to the University of Florida where stuff mm-hmm. started to happen. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as many as, 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 well, three murders and one attempted murder, at least. And, uh, you know, this is not the way we, we think of, of, of our... our, uh, our uh, High-profile entertainers. What's crazy about it, so obviously, I'm you know I'm an EI. I do the morning show here. We covered the the case for you know really from the start. I remember sure. I was going. We were doing a remote. We were actually doing a remote broadcast at the golf tournament in Hartford, and I'm driving there, and I get a couple of texts from guys on the beat saying, you know, have you heard about this murder in Alabama? No, no, I had no idea. They said, you know, we're hearing Aaron Hernandez is involved, and you're thinking, well, wait a minute, like he's involved. Like, he knows the guy who was killed. And then exactly. over the course of a week or two, it gets bigger, bigger, bigger. We do the morning show, like I, I said. In the beginning. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in the beginning, I mean, uh, my first thing was, oh, this is no good. I mean, this is good. I didn't think it, he would, it would be him, but I said this could could screw up Gronkowski and, and Hernandez. <laughs> right. Well, we kept saying, right, we kept, we kept saying, well, okay, obviously, there's no way Hernandez actually did it. But, boy, it's interesting that he's... He knows the people involved, and all of a sudden, you we're watching, you know, ESPN one morning, and then bam, all of a sudden, there's Hernandez being led out with his, you know, with the handcuffs. Right. And you're thinking, this uh, is when the detectives when they found uh, keys in Odin Lloyd's pockets for for a rental car, and they saw the name Aaron Hernandez. They they didn't think it was the football player, right? Right. They thought it was another Aaron Hernandez. So when you do when you do a book like this, so this book is is credited with a couple of other guys. Are you essentially? The best comparison, like, are you the executive producer of the book? Are you sitting there? Are you actually writing the book? Are you overseeing I, it? I wrote a lot of it, yeah. yeah. Part of it is, you know, I, I, I need researchers, and I wanted to do this one quickly because I knew, you know, a lot of people would be considering doing this book. Yeah. Um, so it was, okay, how do we, and, and you know, I, I do have the money enough to go out and get researchers, so that was great. Uh, and the book was being written as it was being researched. And while the book was, was being written, uh, one, there was a big court case in which he was, uh, you know, he was not guilty, according to the jury, and then the suicide. He dies two days, you know, dies two days later or whatever. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, my agent lawyer called up one, more, uh, one morning. He goes, you won't believe what just happened. I said, what? He said, Aaron Hernandez killed himself. And I'm like, what? You know, this that seemed to, especially given the fact that he had just won a court case. That's the strangest part, you know. We had this. We had one of his lawyers on 
that Monday after he was found not guilty, and we're thinking, well, you know, and they're talking about uh, it wasn't uh, it wasn't biased. It was another attorney. They're talking about potentially then trying to get the other case overthrown. And you're right. thinking, well, now for the first time in his life, whether it's false or not, he does the last couple of years. He has a little bit of a glimpse of hope. And then two days later, he, he hangs himself that way in the prison. Right. He was talking that way in the prison. Right. As you're right. Yeah. 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 Um, so our show... That's its own trip, too. I don't know if you've gone to many prisons, oh, but yeah. it's, it's stunning. It's just amazing. I was in the cell where he killed himself, and uh, you know the, the place where he got to exercise, uh, which was this, you know, this cage. The cage, yeah. Outdoor cage, yeah. Right. Do you buy into any of these conspiracy theories at all no. about his... He, he committed suicide, no doubt in your mind. I think so, yeah. Do you buy into... I mean, for starters... That way of killing yourself, if people go, how could he you know, hang himself from this five-foot window? Da, 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 da. Um, well, he, he sort of slung himself down, and then his body weight basically you know, uh, uh, killed him. And, and that particular way of, of, uh, for, for inmates to kill themselves, it was well-known and had already happened inside that jail. So people knew about it in the, in the jail. So our, our morning show, you know, me and Jerry Callahan, we're the morning show that Michelle McPhee came on the air and said that Hernandez was had a homosexual relationship with this Kyle yeah. Kennedy. That was our show. So that sort of turned into a whole thing, blows up, obviously, the Dr. Phil stuff, all these things. Uh, I, I finished your book. I read your book. Tell the people, I guess, listening to this podcast, what is your, what is your theory? What is your take on that? Do you believe that? We never that? got anything that suggested homosexuality. We just didn't come up with from nobody, nobody that knew him. Um, you know, we talked to, to some of the people involved with him. You know, we talked to, to, to Ortiz. We talked to Wallace. We, we didn't get anything. Um trying to remember whether I didn't talk to Bradley. I think, I think we did, though. So nothing came up that way. And the other thing is, look, he's in his cell 22 and a half hours a day, okay? When he gets out of his cell, they're, they're right on top of him. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how the hell, you know, in prison he could have, you know, whether whether something was going on with, with Bradley, I, I don't know, you know, who knows. But but we came up with nothing. And I'm not going to put anything in the book where we're not 100% sure of it. It seems to me, it seemed to us at the time we covered a lot. Obviously, we covered the first trial. By the time we got the second trial, there was some listener fatigue. But it struck me, and it strikes me reading this book, that this is not one of the uh, great criminal minds in history, though. Well, no. I mean, you know, he he. Well, I, I I think there's a lot of evidence that there was that the, that the brain damage was affecting him. But you think about that last, you know, the last murder, uh, uh, the, the Owen Lloyd murder, the Owen, Owen yeah. Lloyd murder. You know, I mean, for starters, it's a friend of his, so that's going to come out. Secondly, he commits the murder less than a mile from his house. Right. What? Seriously? <laughs> the car. He leaves the rental car. by the body. Four shells sitting right by the body. He leaves the car keys of the rental car with his, with name, his name on it. Right. Pocket. Right. He leaves his cell phone with calls to him in another pocket. Uh, he shoots at a sign uh, while he's while he's leaving the place. He leaves the shell in the car. Uh, you know, and this is insane. I but I, I think at that point, you know, maybe a combination of the brain damage and and drugs. I I, I think he was kind of you know crazed and i and, and personally i think he, he, when he killed killed himself maybe the same thing i think he had it in his head i don't know this for sure but a little bit of evidence that he honestly believed that if you had committed yourself and believed in jesus you would be saved and he would be saved and he also 
thought that somehow, you know, if he killed himself now, that that his uh, his fiance and, and the baby would Daughter. be taken care of. Because you know, he said to her, you know, you're, you're going to be rich. Do you think we we've I've always felt that Hernandez is one of these guys who kind of want obviously wanted to seem like he was uh, a gang guy, a thug guy, and, and yeah. I thought I thought. He was to be more comfortable in prison and spend forty years there and become the king of the prison. I was, I'm telling you, I, I, I was more surprised, James. I was more surprised when he killed himself than when I found out he killed somebody. If that makes any sense. Um, you were more what? Surprised? I was more surprised when I found out he committed suicide than when he committed the actual murder. I was stunned. Here's the thing about the prison, though. Um, he was not the king of the prison in any way, shape, or form. Right? No, I didn't know that. Too. They right? Didn't, yeah. They didn't care that much about him one way or the other. And I, I, I talked to one of the wardens. I said, "Was he? He'd be considered a tough guy here." And he says, "No way, no way." They said he was, you know, by prison standards, he was soft. Uh, he said, "He said I got a bunch of guards here that that that, that, that are a lot tougher than, than than Aaron Hernandez was." And we think of you know, big football player, blah 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 blah, you know. But he wasn't a fighter. He wasn't, you know. He, he wasn't, uh, you know, he was okay pulling a trigger, apparently, but but not at fighting. You reached out to everybody involved with the Patriots, I'm guessing? Yeah, we reached out. You know, that was the one uh, disappointment. Nothing from the NFL. And I went at uh, Goodell a couple of times. I mean, personally called him up and, mm-hmm. and not even a response, which, I mean, I kind of understand given the lawsuits that they wouldn't be able to give us much. Um, and I wasn't out to crucify anybody, but uh, nothing from them. And I made it pretty clear to them, nothing from the Patriots. I think same thing with all the lawsuits. I talked to Tim Tebow, and he was very polite and everything, but he, he just declined. And I said, look, Tim, I'm not looking for any more dirt on this guy. I got all I can need. I want to know more about the human being. Tell me about him down in Florida. And, uh, and Tim just said, uh, you know, he said, I, I might want to talk at some point, but not right now. He t- you talked to Urban Meyer? Yeah, yeah, Urban. He did. He was on the team. We did forty-eight hours. Yeah, and he was great. And I think he did a nice job. I mean, look, kick him into school. I mean, you can't watch over him twenty-four, twenty-four. But he he did Bible study with the guy several times a week. He may he uh, you know um, he roomed with uh, uh, yeah with Hernandez yeah Hernandez on the road. And that was that was uh, uh, Urban Meyer's doing. Uh, Urban had him over to the family, and I think Ur- you know, I think I think that, that Hernandez started to trust uh, uh, Urban and look at him as kind of a father figure. Clearly, the death of of uh, Hernandez's dad, father, Dennis Hernandez, yeah, this effect on him, uh, and that may even be whatever psychopathic tendencies he had. That may have come out of that a little bit, where you go, you know what, nothing matters if you can take my father away for no reason at forty six. I'm not going to believe in anything. Well, he just becomes he just becomes shockingly brazen in his actions, like you know, a, like a guy begging to get caught. I mean, you see, you know, you bump into him in the nightclub, he's ready to beat you up. You bump into him in the nightclub, you spill a drink on you. He He's going to shoot you. I mean, he goes from a guy who is, you know, in at University of Florida, obviously he may have been involved, in it, but then it goes nuclear toward the end of yeah. his life. I mean, and he, interestingly, at in Florida, he was popular. He was, you know, he's always been a hard worker in terms of, of playing football, but he was popular. Chico, nickname, had a lot of friends down there. And the Patriots, you would know this better than I do, but we couldn't f- find any any sense that he had any friends on the Patriots. No, he don't. It's he, he would go right into the to to his buddies from Connecticut. No, I know you talked to Rappaport and, and Albert and all those guys, and you hear, I would hear the same thing as he was, you know, not not necessarily disliked, but but sort of on his own, distant, yeah, yeah, aloof, and yeah, 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 yeah. What role do you? What blame do you uh, uh, assign, if any, 
to the Patriots for this entire thing? Could they have prevented in any way, shape, or form? I, no, I don't think. I don't. I think he was on his merry way in terms of the brain damage and and drug use and whatever. I guess you'd have to go. Okay, how did he keep passing these drug tests? That's a question I would have. I don't think. I mean, look, you hire. I mean, granted, he was he was the youngest guy in the NFL in the league, yeah, and at nineteen, so he was a, he was a kid. But you know, you hire somebody. I I don't know. I mean, to a certain extent, you know, you you, you can't you can't watch over your employees that much. I would say though, I don't, he, think, I don't think they had any suspicion that you know that he was nearly as violent as he was. Although although he does meet with Belichick in Indianapolis, which obviously for a veteran player to do that is a strange move at the uh, at yeah. the combine, and and basically yeah. says trade me. You know, I'm, my life's right. in danger, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, which is you know, which is which is strange. Yeah, it's spooky. I mean, I've had threats, not, not about well, even about this a little bit. And and at a certain point, you, initially, it's like threats about the Hernandez book. Yeah, yeah. What, what like what, what threats? Know, some kook. I, I don't want to get into it too much. Yeah. But, you know, somebody's has contacted us half a dozen times now. Um, w- w- you know, you keep making... Owning life rights, supposedly. Oh, you know, like that's supposed to stop you writing a book. <laughs> right. You know? All right, back with James Patterson here in just a second. First, let me tell you about our new sponsor, Hello Fresh. You choose your delivery day that works for you. And pause for weeks when you're out of town. Very easy. Hello Fresh offers a wide variety of recipes to change weekly. You get the classic, the veggie, the family. I've enjoyed the meals Sent to me, you know, I, you know, me, you know me. I'm, I'm a picky eater, but I had the ravioli, which was excellent. The burger was tremendous. Uh, the kids like it. By the way, you have the easy ravioli stuff. You have some spinach in there as well. You are in business. Everybody liked HelloFresh. You don't spend all night in the kitchen uh, because recipes only take around 30 minutes. But for me, like with Kate, she likes to do stuff like that. We get to do it together, talk about her day. Boom, and then you're done. You have a nice dinner. Easy peasy. HelloFresh makes it so easy to cook delicious, balanced dinners for less than $10 a meal. You feel confident the simple recipes outlined on pictured step-by-step instruction cards, which I need. A lot of you dummies out there as well. Uh, you know, people love it. You absolutely cannot go wrong. You look forward to your weekly HelloFresh box delivery, knowing dinner just got easier and better and less expensive. Here's what you do. You go to HelloFresh.com, HelloFresh.com. Use the code Minahan. 30. You get $30 off your first week of deliveries. They have a couple of uh, registered dietitians on staff who review each recipe to ensure it is nutritionally balanced. Whether you're a busy professional person or a large family that runs at a breakneck speed or someone who wants to start cooking more, HelloFresh makes it easier, tastier, and healthier than ever to enjoy the experience of cooking new recipes and eating together at home. You keep talking about the, the brain damage for Hernandez CT, which is significant at age twenty seven. But my my thing is, there are guys in the league right now who have CT, and they're not sure. killing. They're not. They're not killing people. Exactly. They're not killing exactly. people, right? Right. Yeah. So I mean, it, I mean, his was pretty severe, but right. Yes. I mean, we don't really have any too much evidence or any evidence really that that, that people with this disease have gone out and killed people. They've killed themselves, uh, but but not not to our knowledge, other people. Well, how much? Not, do you- not caused by the brain damage. How much do you think Jenkins knew? Weirdly, my 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 niece, who's a neurologist oh, at Boston University Hospital, she was involved with this thing. Really? Which I found out after after the fact. After the yeah. fact, that was one of the weird, eerie. The other, for me, very eerie thing was when I saw his library card at one of the prisons. And oh, the, yeah. What, what, what book? Yeah. What books? Authors. What books do you like? Well, his fa- they list his favorite authors. Number one, James Patterson. There you go. He liked the John Grisham. Number three, Michael Connolly. He liked the Alex that Cross was, books, that right? Was spooky. That was yeah. spooky. Um, comic books. Come on, give me uh, no. I said Alex Cross books. I said. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, how much did Jenkins know? I, 
once again, the family wouldn't talk to us very much. We got a, a lot of cooperation in Connecticut, but not with the family. I think, you know, they want to write their own books, and, and I don't blame her. I think she's going to have trouble unless she's really willing to, unless she knows some things that she's willing to admit. If not, I don't know that publishers are going to want her book. Um, um, Baez is, is, has a book coming. Oh, he does? I don't know if, it, I don't know if it's only about Hernandez. Uh, yeah, I talked to him briefly. You know, I think we were both feeling each other out. Well, what if we go together? He's, and he goes, I, don't, I know a lot of stuff you don't know. And I'm sure he does. But that was as far as that went. How long, so from, from conception to having it out to the public, how long is this process this doing this book? Was, and it's accelerated, but how, how fast is it? Seven months or so. And how was, was that? Quick. How was that quick. as opposed to say, uh, I'm trying to get and whatever. I usually try to figure a year, but I do a lot at the same time. So I'm 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 figuring a year. The kids' books are. I do a lot of kids' books too. So I mean, you, you, I mean, you know, you're worth you know three zillion dollars. You've already written no, five. Bi- only about two, two zillion. Five five billion books. I mean, at what point do you say, you know what? I'm a, I'm putting my feet up. I don't I don't work for a living. I I have my feet up. Uh, I don't work for a living. I play for a living. I don't. This is not work. For but me. writing is work, though. Not for me. Not at all. This is. I love. Sto- I love telling stories. Yeah, and I, look, it's not like you write for a newspaper and they give you. You got to go out and do this. You got to do that. Right. I don't have to do anything I don't want to do. And and for the most part, with the publisher, you know, and I want to hear everything they have to say. But when I say it's biscuits, it's biscuits. So I don't have that kind of stress. You know what I mean? And I'm not. I'm writing about things I want to write. I wanted to write it. I wanted to find. I wanted to. At the end of this book for people to read it and go, you know what, that was a good read. And I think writing in scenes helps it to be a good read as opposed to a lot of nonfiction. And then and then I wanted uh, them to say, ah, you know, I got a kind of a feeling for this guy now that I didn't have before. And as I said, to me, it's certainly psychopathic tendencies for sure, uh, the effect of CTE, uh, and, and a lot of drugs. Well, that's the, the, and, and you know, and being pampered from when he was, you know, fifteen. Right, treated like he was God for for since he was a teenager. How much? We're talking drugs, though. I mean, the drug number is unbelievable. Yeah. The amount of drugs this guy took, huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. and you know, in that last night, he's he, he, with you know, with uh, you know, the the um, um, the Odin Lloyd murder. Mm-hmm. murder. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a drug dealer in the car with him. Right. He told the guy up to you know come on up. I want to you know I don't know what the hell he told the guys. We uh, we almost got right at the end on the on the forty eight hours. Uh, Carlos Ortiz had agreed to talk to us. He's in prison. He's yeah. going to get out soon. And we all got a camera's whole ball of wax up there. And he and he and he said ah I can't. And he's shaking and then he said I I can't talk to you guys. I can't talk to you guys. So I don't know what the heck happened there. I suspect maybe as a lawyer said like you're not going to get anything from this. We weren't going to give him money. So, you know, you're just jeopardizing, uh, you know, getting out of prison. If you're a, a New England guy like I am or somebody else who followed this case day in, day out, what are the one or two things in the book that we didn't know about that, that, that's going to kind of really jump out at us? I, I think the, 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 the total por- portrait, I think, is what comes out. I think we got a lot more from the police and prison uh, officials than most people did. Uh, got a lot more in terms of University of Florida, you know, because I'm down here and I got a lot of contacts in Florida. So we got a lot up in Gainesville. Uh, I think the stuff in Connecticut is relatively fresh, even though the family didn't didn't cooperate. And it's the whole thing. I mean, look, you do a story; it's twenty minutes, or you know, somebody writes a newspaper article; it's a couple thousand words. Right. You know, 
390 pages. So there's a lot in there to complete the portrait. And I think it's very readable because it's just, it's scenes, 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 scenes. Yeah, and, and I thought the cops were really, really good. The, the, the captain up there in North Attleboro, the lieutenant from the state troopers, um, you know, I love talking to them. And they, you know, look, I mean, the, 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 the captain, he's d- delivering his kid to school. Uh, and right. He gets a call. Uh, and the, and he was less than a mile from the from where the, a body had been found. So he's the first on the scene, but he's in deliberate kid to school. And he said he said I, I believe he said like over eighteen years, only been like six homicides in that town. And here all of a sudden is this monster thing. Right. Uh, he and the, and the and the lieutenant were saying that you know it, it got crazy. I mean, every day they look outside and there's forty fifty paparazzi reporters outside this little police station. And he said at one point they uh, the two of them ran out of the building, jumped into the car, turned on the siren, all assed out of the out of the out of the yard, drove about a mile, paparazzi following them, you know, whatever, pulled into a Burger King for lunch, you know. All right, back with James Patterson here in just a second. I'm happy to take a break here to talk about my great friends at Milton's. We brought Ken Laird there and Chris Curtis a couple of weeks ago. Milton's is the greatest. I, I you know they've been so loyal to us, and we are so proud to have them as a sponsor, not just of the show but of this podcast. It is quite simply the store for men. If you want to go and get outfitted and look great, don't mess around. Don't go online. Don't go searching. You guys don't know what you're doing. I know I don't. You drive to South Shore Plaza and Braintree or where I go, Chestnut Hill Square, Chestnut Hill. You'll get outfitted by Milton's. You'll walk in. The people are great. The prices are great. The look is great. Very simple. If you like simple stuff uh, done well, you just go to Milton's. You'll look, I'm telling you, you, look fantastic when you walk out of there. Milton's is the best shopping experience I've ever had in my life. I hate shopping. I love going to Milton's. I love the clothes. I love the people there. I love how they do business. Milton's is the store for men. Why do you, how do you think Hernandez got off on the, on the second trial? A great lawyer, great lawyer. And, and who was able to Basically, you know, make the case. There's not enough, not enough evidence. You can't convict this guy. Whatever you might think. Would, um, but you think he did it, right? I, I think he did it. Yes. Yeah, I don't think there's, I don't think there's any question. I mean, I, but you're right. Baez tap dance and fooled those people Baez like is crazy, good man. Yeah, no, he's never he, lost. No, basically, right? Unbelievable. He got Casey Anthony. Going. Right. Right. How do you do that? That's a good question. You know, you, you your kid is found what a, close to the house. No, and, I know, I know. Who, honestly, who else would who else would have done it? I don't know, but I mean, I mean, it's amazing that he got her off, and, and to me, amazing that uh, that he won that case. But I guess, well, I mean, one interesting thing is they felt that you know, people, a lot of people felt there was there was more evidence in in the uh, uh, the uh, uh, and Day Abreu case than there was uh, Lloyd. Odin Lloyd. Uh, they, you know, and they never found the gun in the Odin Lloyd thing, right? The text back and forth, you know. It, you, again, I go over how yeah, how crazy the texts back and forth with, with Bradley are Bradley, in, yeah, are insane. I, it, we read them in the book, and they're and they're and you're thinking this guy Hernandez, who then you know puts his phone down and goes and and, and goes to work with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick every single yeah. day, and it's yeah, it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's insane. It's just yeah, double well, life they, is they, crazy. The language of those things. Oh. I mean, and that's just them, just in general. It's just a shorthand, and right, it's it's nuts. But it, yeah, and, and and the style of it. I mean, that's the one thing we where you know when people start with the homosexual possibilities, that's the one place where you go, boy, I don't know, this stuff does feel a little, a little uh, romantic. And he makes it very clear. He keeps wanting to say that he's no, he's no homosexual. Like every three sentences. Yeah, it's yeah, weird. Right, right. It, I, I, it was very weird. And then you know, I, it clearly, I mean, initially the guy goes, you know, I didn't tell the cops you did it, but I'm coming after you. Right. And then I guess he had second thoughts, and he goes, well, actually, I'm not going to come after you, but I want money. Did he ever get money? 
I uh, not not to my knowledge. No. Uh, let me before I let you go, Matt. I just want to ask that you. Was, uh, that was and he had. I think he had a lawyer involved too. He did. He's looking for what one point three million. Wrote. I mean, he was he was ready to go. Yeah. Uh, I'm asking you one a couple of the questions before I let you go. I know busy you are. The uh, one of the book you wrote recently that I just picked up and blew through. I talked about it on the air. Filthy rich. Fantastic. Filthy yeah. rich yeah. is so great. I mean, look, so great. But look, can I can I ask you one quick question? People in filthy rich. You got a billionaire who allegedly. Uh, uh, had sex with 40 underage girls. He gets like 11 months. Talk about brazen. In prison. At, you know, versus like Harvey Weinstein and all this other stuff. I mean, right. this guy is, if he's guilty of half of this stuff, he's the head of the class. He's in a whole nother class. No question. My question is, why has this not been a bigger story? Why has it not made a bigger impact? This, this is, given the people he's connected with, this story is dream so team. crazy. Hmm? Dream team. He got the dream team. They they quashed this thing. They you know they quashed it. They they were still being investigated. They had you know uh, tapes of of all these young girls who you know the police had tapes of these girls saying what had happened, and and they were still investigating. And then and then the police were told that it's but there's been a settlement. He's going away for you know it was a little more than eleven months, but I think that's what he wound up. But he was essentially running you know an underage prostitution ring out of his house. Yeah, I mean he was the only. The only person, <laughs> right? But I, but you know, I mean, he's, he's got these. He wasn't farming them out. True, no, that's true. But I mean, but I mean, it's fourteen, fifteen-year-old girls swinging by, and if they're not good-looking enough, I he know. kicks them. It's. I think it's. First of all, it's. it's the, the Hernandez book is is excellent too. But the Filthy Rich book, which I think sort of, given that you're writing it, given the story is great. I don't think got enough publicity. I mean, this is a this is a great, yeah. fascinating well, story. Watched early, and then you know, it's, it's, some of the press. I mean, oh, well, we've covered that. You know, they kind of covered. That not really, though. Didn't. No, oh, I know. Well, we have uh, Peter Landisman who did weirdly the concussion movie um, with um, with oh, Will, Smith. Will Smith. Yeah, he's developing Filthy Rich. Oh, really? Uh, so that could be interesting. Yeah, because he's he he's been involved in uh, in, in cases with uh, underage girls before in terms of his writing for the New York Times and stuff. So he's really into it emotionally. So we're going to be out there in Hollywood in a couple of weeks talking to people about that one. So when you when, also when, so when the movie comes out like uh, like Kiss the Girls or whatever, and you sell the rights, are you then? Do you just is that your you're, you're handing the baby over? Or are you hands on? Can well, you say can you say I want Morgan Freeman or how does yeah, that work? No, they don't care. They don't care. You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I um, uh, I remember going to the uh, the press junket for one of the Morgan Freeman, one of the Alice Cross movies, you know, and and they said, well, we better let Jim see the movie because the press is going to ask him what he thinks of it, you know. So I'm watching this movie, you know, from a book that I wrote, and I watched the first scene, and I go, all right, well, that wasn't in the book. Uh, <laughs> and I watched the second scene, and, and and Morgan Freeman, Alice Cross is building a ship in a bottle. And I go, well, that wasn't in the book either. And then this woman comes in, you know. And I'm going, I don't know, who the hell is this woman? You know, it's not his, I don't know who she is, not his nana. I don't know who she, you know, and I wrote the book, you know. Right. I see Morgan Freeman a little later in this press junk. I go, Morgan, who is the second woman in the, in, the, in, the, in the movie? He goes, oh, that's Alice Cross's sister. I said, oh, I didn't know Alice had a sister. <laughs> that's Hollywood. I got to run. All right, well, I appreciate it. The book, right, is, uh, the book is excellent. Uh, thank you very thank much, you. and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye-bye. All right, thanks, James. Thanks for listening to Enough About Me with Kirk Minahan. If you want more great podcasts, it's pretty easy. You can go to the WEI mobile app. You can go to Stitcher. You can go to iTunes. You can look up Enough About Me with Kirk Minahan. You can find the ones with Sean McDonough, Bob Ryan, Dan Shaughnessy, David Portnoy. There'll be more. And what you can do when you like them, you write a review. That'll help us out a lot. You give us a rating. We can help you. You can help us. Get that done. Do it right now.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 